All right. All right. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Red, yellow leather, leather. So, Mike, you got here. Hey guys, welcome to the Ashley Hand Show. I'm your host, Ashley Hanawacker, an online branding and marketing strategist, author, speaker, and influencer. And I'm taking you behind the scenes with some of the most powerful, successful, influential entrepreneurs, CEOs, and leaders on this planet about all things business, marketing, and mindset. My mission is to educate and inspire you through sharing valuable insights, tangible tools, and actionable strategies to help you amplify your business, your life, and your results so you can be the best version of you. You are about to meet an incredible soul by the name of Emil Steenveld, who is a business and relationship coach and also hosts and leads events around the world. And he's been in this space for more than eight years. And guys, I've experienced him firsthand and seen him in action. He is incredibly powerful. He goes places that a lot of people aren't willing to go. He really guides people in breaking down their inherent beliefs and old habits that sabotage their growth and their results and really getting them to break through to the other side so they can step into their true self and their leadership. He's worked with business leaders from across the world, from Australia, Dubai, America, and he also hosts retreats here in Bali, which is where he resides and where we're actually doing the interview. His gift is really helping you crack open your unique gift and your voice because everyone deserves to be seen and heard. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right. Are you ready to start? I'm ready. Emil Steenveld, thank you for coming on the show today. I'm really excited because this has been a topic that I've been wanting to talk about with everyone, and I feel like you're the perfect person to go over it. So before we dive into the juice, Mm -hmm. can you share your journey and what you do and why you do it? So I am a emotional intelligence and flow coach. And the reason why I do it is because I feel like when you can understand your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, then you're going to be able to harness that in a way that's going to leverage you to be able to deal with difficult situations in business, in your relationships at home, with your children. And this is what it comes down to. People don't want to understand their emotions, but they want to have the thing. And this is why emotional intelligence is so important these days is, is because it's not spoken about. Like a lot of people focus on IQ and we need to get more grades and we need to be getting more diplomas and stuff. And the people that are actually leading in the world are the people that have the highest emotional intelligence because they're able to understand how they work and then how other people work. And when you can do that, then you can connect to more people. You can get better results. You can have way better relationships and you are happier. Why do I do it? Because personally myself, I was always a deep thinker. I had a mother that was a psychologist. I grew up reading these books as a child. And for me, it's, it's about how can I be in the most flow with myself? So when I started coaching nine years ago, I really specialized in the relationship with the self. And the more I moved through that, the more I was like, it's just emotional intelligence. So I figured out that if I could have the best relationship with myself, that I could have the best relationship with other people as well. And through going deeper with myself and understanding what my patterns are, what, 
what my limiting beliefs are and building a lot more self-awareness around what I do, I was able to go deeper with people. And that's how my business has just organically just taken off because I really didn't function. I didn't actually um, focus on branding or marketing. And I've seen you in the work mm-hmm. and supporting people. And I said this to you for your birthday video. Yeah. Is you have a gift and you're able to meet people where they're at and also stand in the fire with them. Mm. That leads us right into it. Standing in the fire with someone and not getting burnt by the flames, not letting what other people are going through affect you internally. Mm. You coach so many people and they're at all points in their journey, they experience all ranges of emotion. How do you protect yourself? How do you maintain your energy? Well, on stage, you know, you saw me coaching in front of the room and having holding that space for that person. And first of all, it starts with being present. And when I'm being present with them, I'm not thinking about the people that are in the crowd. I'm not thinking about who's listening. I'm not thinking about who's filming. I'm literally like, like I'm speaking to you right now. And that's all that matters right now. And when I'm coaching someone in that moment and they're going through their thing, it's not about telling them what you think they need to hear. It's about just being with them in that space. It's about understanding what they're going through and actually not trying to solve it, but actually allow them to experience it. And this is the biggest problem these days is that we think if someone's having a problem, we have to solve it straight away. Mm. If we can listen and actually be present with them and actually allow it to come up, that's going to be the biggest release that they're going to have and this is the thing these days is that when we have these thoughts feelings or emotions we think that we shouldn't be having them we think uh that's that's that i don't like it i want to push it down we judge ourselves we judge ourselves for having it i shouldn't be having it i'm having some scary thoughts Mm. it gets it pulls us into the story that goes into another story that goes into another story and all of a sudden we're in a funk i teach people how to be with it and when i teach them how to be with it that it's going to be okay is that it's going to move as soon as you allow yourself to be with it. Describe that. So when you say be with it, because I know you talked about presence, which is mm-hmm. huge. That's the biggest gift you can give anyone yep. is your presence. When you say be with it, you're mean, being, being present with whatever you're experiencing. Yes. And accepting it, mm-hmm. embracing it. Yeah. So like what will happen is like a, a pure example is there was a guy on stage that came up and I asked him what he's P triple C's were, which is your persistent complaints, concerns, or critiques that always come up whenever you get into a challenging situation. In that moment, he mentioned uh, something to do with his father, which was his father did not like him and actually hated him and, and told him to, to kill himself. And his dad was extremely sick. He mentioned that he always beats himself up and he has to get things perfect. And he also mentioned that he's not good enough. Now, when I heard that, I went straight to the father. And the reason being is because most of our stuff stems from our parents. Now, when we, when I say that, I mean, we're learning from our parents. We're watching as children. Modeling the behavior. Exactly. So when we're watching them, we're like, okay, so this is how you react and this is how you respond. And this is how you take things personally. Monkey see, monkey do. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, I asked him in that moment, what was the biggest thing about that for him? And he said, he just wanted to be loved don't we all and we do mm-hmm. everybody wants to be seen heard and understood yeah. we want the approval we want the acceptance and this is what I went through personally as well with my own father so I really understood it when I saw him there now that was heavy energy 
And that was the thing that made the precedent for the whole course of Elevate. Because when he opened up about his father and his father telling him that he wanted him dead, like, how do you, how do you sit with that, mm-hmm. right? So in that moment, I could feel his energy and I could even feel myself getting emotional and I noticed it and it's necessary for me to allow that to come up but not get pulled into it. Mm. Because the moment I get pulled into his energy, then I'm not going to be of any service for him. Mm-hmm. Right? And then if you're resisting it, then you're focusing on resisting it and you're not being present. Yeah, well, and, and also it's like, okay, I, imagine I hear the problem and then I'm just like, okay, but I've got no compassion, I've got no empathy. How am I going to really connect to what's going, what he's going through? Mm. And in that moment, I had to see him. I looked him directly in the eyes and I felt his pain. And I, I could feel my, my tears coming up in myself and I allowed him to see that. And then I pushed it down and I got through the job. So literally going through that with him, talking him through that, speaking to him about that. And when we went through that, all it did was we started to see a shift. And the whole crowd got to see it shift, which mm-hmm. is such a beautiful thing. So powerful. And that's the thing is that when we allow things to come up instead of suppressing them, that's where we start to move the energy instead of it coming up every single day. And it's going to come up until you deal with it. What we resist persists. Absolutely. And actually festers and grows. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. What about in those moments where someone is going through something and you see it, it's clear that they're going through something, mm. but they're sort of taking it out on you what do you do in those moments to again be with the person Mm -hmm. still be present and maintain your energy maintain your truth and what you want to be a stand for like how do you how do you do that dance so i like to call these kind of people projectors and they'll project their stuff onto you because they don't like to the feeling of pain and they don't like responsibility. So let's go into the first part, which is responsibility versus blame. Mm-hmm. Now, responsibility is just the, being able to respond to the situation. Now, if I'm not able to respond to a situation, then I'm in blame. And when I'm in blame, then I am giving my power away because I'm stuck. So the moment I blame somebody for how I'm feeling, then I can't change it. Mm-hmm. So responsibility equals freedom and empowerment. And... Blame equals loss of power and disempowerment. Mm-hmm. The moment someone's blaming or, or trying to fling it onto me, I have to ask myself, okay, did I play a part in this? As a responsible human being myself, and responsibility is one of my highest values, right? Because I, I want freedom. Yep. Right? So I have to ask myself, how did I play a part in this? And sometimes you will. You might have, and sometimes you might not have. But you have to ask, this, you have to ask the question first. Mm-hmm. So I always ask myself the question, did I play a part in this? And I track back to see, did I explain myself or what was actu- the actual core issue? Mm-hmm. And then I also check in to be like, what, when did you actually feel that I was the, the instigator of your issue? And I'll ask the question so I can get a better understanding. So I seek to understand instead of like, you project on me and I project it back and you project on me and we pr- wound project on it wound. back. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, I'm always asking the question, okay, what is actually occurring for me right now? Now, if it is occurring and I'm seeing a pattern and it's with a lot of people, then you said that you said yeah, it before, yeah. right? If, if they call you and ask once, then cool. Yeah. If 10 people call you and ask, then buy yourself a saddle. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's, it's so true because it's, it's the patterns, actions don't lie. Mm. Right. And the other thing also is when people are projecting, what they're doing is 
they they literally don't want to feel uncomfortable. And in that moment, what it's done is it's it's easier to project on somebody else than actually take responsibility and sometimes. deal with it internally. Exactly. Instead of facing the pain internally, they would mm. rather project the pain onto someone else. Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, and then be like, "Well, it's not my problem." They made mm-hmm. me feel like this. They're the problem. And I love what you said. I think this is really key for everyone listening. When someone is blaming you for something, whether it's just a small of an encounter as someone like rear-ending you or something that small or somebody cutting you off in traffic mm-hmm. and they get mad at you or whatever, right? Even in those moments, the ultimate highest level of power, I feel like is even in those moments where you feel like there's no way that this is your fault, still seeking to understand, like you said, and still seeing how could I I have been responsible for it. Mm. And that gives you power in that moment. Yeah, I've heard heard a saying that if you take 100% responsibility for everything that goes on, no matter what, even if the person, it was clearly not your fault, Mm -hmm. you're going to be 10 times more in your power than not. Yeah, that's powerful. You're saying I'm source for it all. That's how powerful I am. Yeah. And I actually learned there's three levels of responsibility. So there's I'm not responsible, so victimhood, just blaming everyone. And then there's I take responsibility, which is kind of like, oh, it's a burden, but like I'll take it. And then there's the third level, which is I am responsible for it all. Yes. I am responsible. Because then when you do it, you're doing that, all you're saying is that I can create anything I want then. And this is what people really don't understand out there is that if you take full responsibility for everything that's going on, right? And I'm not saying like you may have had stuff happen to you in your past and as a child you you didn't know what was going on. But right now you are 100% responsible for your thoughts today and your future. Mm. But if you keep bringing the past into the present and expecting a different future, then it's your, it's you that's creating it. Yeah, Mm. yeah. It's uh, that, what's that Einstein quote? Doing the same thing over and over again. Insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Yeah. 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 Oh, something I wanted to go back on, and I I meant to, and then we kind of got off topic. You were saying something about the three C's. Mm. You just said it really briefly. I just want our listeners to get that. Can you explain those three C's real quick? Yeah. So I like to teach something called the P triple C's, which is the persistent complaints, concerns, and critiques that you have about yourself whenever you go to level up in something. Okay. And a, an example of a, a concern could be that, you know, I'm I'm about to go and do a trip and you may have a concern about flying. And it's like, I don't like to go on planes and I have this concern in the back of my head, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just about understanding what are the, what is the stories that are in the background all the time. So every time I go to fly, I have this, maybe I have this little bit of phobia. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm going to fly and it comes up. Now, until you actually learn how to deal with that, that's always going to control you from a subconscious way. So every time you get on a plane, um, you go into like your hands start sweating, your heart starts beating until you actually learn how to be with it, right? Another thing could be like a critique. You may have a critique about yourself like I'm not smart enough, right? And that could be a story that every time I go and learn something new, oh, I'm not as smart as the other people. No, I'm stupid. And Um. you critique yourself and you beat yourself up. Mm. So these are, are there to help you understand what your stories are. Because when you understand what your stories are and what you're making them mean, then you can actually separate from them Mm. and then create a new story. So would you, do you take people through this in terms of like for our listeners, would it be helpful for them to take out a pad and paper or (laughs) a pen and paper and write out, you know, what are my main complaints about about myself or the world or both? Both. So like 
so your pers- persistent complaints about yourself and other people. Okay. Your concerns about yourself and other people. And your critiques about yourself and other people. Mm. Now, when you start to do that, you start to get a whole picture about where do you, where do I sit? Mm. Am I in the, the the place of a victim or am I in the place of a, a responsible human being? Mm. Right? And then, then you'll see exactly where is my power going? Who am I giving my power to? Because ultimately, we are stopping ourselves from getting what we want. And it could be the reason or the result. And I, that's one of my favorite sayings. You can have the reason or you can have the result, but you can have both. Mm. So with that, it's like once I get an idea about what are my concerns, com- critiques, and, and complaints, then I can figure out exactly where did it come from? When did I first start doing this? Because it's, it's a habit. Yeah. And it's a habit that we do to keep ourselves safe, Yeah. to keep ourselves protected, mm-hmm. because it's a big scary word out there. Ooh, yeah. Right? And it's like, uh, so we were talking about this at mm. one point false rewards, false benefits. So we'll keep doing something that we know is sabotaging or not giving us the results we want, Mm. but we keep doing it because there's some, there's an immediate payoff we're getting from that. So the instant gratification that we get. So usually when we're doing something, we get a payoff or a benefit. Mm -hmm. Now people, for example, what's uh, an example is procrastination. Now people go, well, I don't get anything for procrastinating because then it costs me I get stressed, I get into, I ha- rush everything, like I procrastinated on my, on my exams and then I rush through it and then I hand it in and then I'm like, oh, sweet, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, what it costs me is it costs me stress. I don't, do, I don't get the best result because I rushed through it. Um, it makes me disorganized. Um, I beat myself up after because I do the same thing every single time mm-hmm. and I'm just pretty much describing me right? <laughs> <laughs> when I was a child or going through school, right? But what was the benefit I got from that? I couldn't understand that. But you won't change anything until you understand the benefit. Mm -hmm. And the benefit was that I was getting a perceived amount of time not to think about that. Mm. So I was like, if I just push it off a couple more days or a couple more hours, then I don't need to think about that. I also got instant gratification because now I can do whatever I want when I want. Um, I also got to feel karma in that moment. Mm. But... You see how that pattern, once you understand that pattern, then you can go like, okay, do I want to keep doing this to myself or do I want to step into my greater self and have long-lasting, sustainable happiness? Yeah, and that's the the question. Once we identify those uh, false rewards, whatever you want to call them, false benefits, and then the the costs, like what it's Mm. actually costing us, then we ask ourselves the question, does do the benefits outweigh the cost? Yes, and you look at them on a diagram so you can have like we call them rackets and the racket's a thing that goes back and forth in the back of your head mm. and then the the payoff or benefit of that racket for example procrastination and the payoff is I get more, I get perceived more time I get to do what I want when I want mm-hmm. but ultimately it's costing me more stress it's making me more disorganized. It's pushing my dreams further and further because every time I push it a day away, it's pushing my dreams further away. Mm-hmm. It's actually costing me trust because every time I, I say I'm going to do it and I don't do it and I follow through, then I'm not believing my word. Mm-hmm. So you, you've mm-hmm. got to recognize how much it really like affects us. Mm-hmm. And then we start to see and weigh it up and we're like, this isn't worth it. Yep. I'd rather do it now. Yeah. And if we bring it back to blaming, right, what's the payoff for blaming? Yeah, so a perfect example. So what is the 
So the payoff for blaming is I get to not feel um, uncomfortable. I get to disperse my uncomfortable and my pain onto you. And if I'm dispersing my pain onto you, then I feel good for a moment. Mm-hmm. What else do I get from blaming? Ah. I get to feel entitled and I get to feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, get to feel right. Yeah, That's a big one That's for me, a self-righteousness. That's a huge yep. one, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm guilty of it. I mean, we all are. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but what does it cost us in the long run? It keeps us stuck. Costs us love and connection. Love and connection. We lose our freedom. Mm-hmm. It disempowers us. It takes away our choices mm-hmm. because once I blame, I've actually, I can't change anything about it because it's out of my hands. And, and that's what people really need to understand because the moment we blame, we really are giving our power away. Yep. And it can be so subtle, mm-hmm. right? You can literally be so subtle. You can be like, well, that guy ran into the back of me and then that hit that and that hit that. You were in the car. Yep. If I'm taking 100% responsibility, I wouldn't have been in the car. I wouldn't have got hit by the car. Yep. Right? So it's like, instead of getting mad about it, take responsibility for it. Take your power back. Yeah. So let's take someone through it. Mm. Let's uh, take someone through, like, okay, they're being blamed for something right now. Someone's lashing out at them. They're going through it. Someone's being rude to them. Let's take them through it. Like, okay, these are the steps that you can take to get yourself to keep your power and maintain your power. Yeah. So the first thing that happens is someone's being rude to me or lashing out. First thing I ask myself is actually what's occurring in front of me. Because you can either respond or you can react. Mm -hmm. The moment you react, you're giving your power away. It's like Mm -hmm. a machine. On this microphone, we have on off, right? And if I react, then I'm no better than the machine. I turn on, you just press my button and I react, Mm -hmm. right? I turn off. I'm the machine, right? But if I'm responding, I'm a human being. Yep. So I get to make a choice right now. What is actually happening? Mm-hmm. What is actual, what's the, the information that's getting presented to me? Mm-hmm. I get to ask questions and seek to understand. Mm-hmm. And when I seek to understand, then I can make a choice and be like, okay, how did I play a part in this? Mm-hmm. And if I did, I would take responsibility for it. But if I did not, I will not. Mm-hmm. And in that space, it's not about taking it personal because it's about seeing where they're coming from in that space. Now, this happens in our events all the time. People will go through their, their, their BS and it will come up for them and it will be loud and it's like they haven't dealt with it before. So I don't know how to deal with this. And how do I deal with it in my past? I fling it at somebody else. So for me, it's about not taking it personal and understanding that they're going through it. Mm, okay. So, bring it, so the first step is assess the situation. Yeah. See what's happening in front of you. Be present mm. with it. Second is don't take it personally. Yep. Know that it's something they're going through. It's about yeah. them. It ain't and, your business. And and that's a that's a massive thing. I, I learned that from Don Miguel Ruiz when he wrote that in the Four Agreements. Such right. Such a good book. Yeah. And the second agreement is don't take don't take anything personally because nothing others say or do is a pro- is because of you. It's a projection of them. Yes. It's a projection of their own world. Now, when I learned that, it really shifted how I was showing up. And it was massive because if I'm not taking it personal, then I'm, I'm taking responsibility and I'm getting to see exactly what's actually occurring mm-hmm. in that moment. And it's a practice. You have to practice it. And when you practice it consistently, you really do get better at noticing it versus getting caught into it. Yeah. Right? Because drama loves an audience. 
Misery right. loves company. Company, exactly. So in that moment, it's like you, you moment you get caught up, boom, they got you. So this is this is another example I give to people. I'm like, if if a person is being fire towards you and trying to throw their fire, and you're not reacting and you're being water, then what happens to the fire? Diffuses. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're not losing your power. Yep. And it's one of the biggest gifts you can give, like understand for yourself when you're in that situation because some people don't like confrontation and some people love it, mm-hmm. right? And this is for the people out there that actually get into situations where they're like, I just freeze in that yeah. moment. So you can react or respond, mm-hmm. but it's up to you Yeah. every single time. And I think a big part of the not taking things personally too is then, okay, so then once you realize, okay, this isn't about me, what they're going through, they're experiencing something internally, then I feel like the most healing thing you can do in that moment is compassion step into compassion and imagine put yourself in their shoes which is really hard to do for some people like i don't want to do that especially when you're getting blamed Mm -hmm. so i I seek to understand and when i'm doing that then i'm asking a question like what's actually coming up for you in that moment and the moment i'm seeking to understand the people feel heard Mm. and they feel seen Mm -hmm. and when you feel seen and heard how do you feel amazing i feel i feel important yeah and ultimately that's what this person is doing. Because as a child, what happens when we when we had a little tantrum? We, we, yeah, want pe- we get attention. We, we want attention. We want people to listen to us. We want to be seen. I'm so happy you just said that. Yeah. Because one of my, I don't know if you do this, but I actually do this. I, was, I, when someone's lashing out or they're throwing a tantrum and I'm starting to feel myself, like it starts to rise in me, how I diffuse my own is I will literally picture them as a three or four year old child. <laughs> like I actually... <laughs> I knew you were gonna laugh so, at me for this. So you're you're like looking at them and you're like, yeah. And this little child I, I've, is. Like, I've done it with I've done it with you multiple times. I'm just wow, kidding. wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but but seriously, it works because it's so much harder to be mad at a child. Like it's so hard to be mad at a child. They're so cute. You yeah. know, they're innocent, and it actually is their innocence that's coming out. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a learned behavior that they've, they've always done. Mm-hmm. So. so really, it's actually a really good technique. I'm don't gonna try, I'm going to try it next yeah. time. Don't hate until you try. I'm going to try it. <laughs> I'm mad at it. So what else? What's a, what's another good um, tactic or tool? Let's let's move into tools. So you got the mind the mind frame of shifting from okay, first being present, then not taking it personally, stepping into compassion. If you can get yourself there, what's another tool that people could do? For me, ways? for me personally, I, I sometimes step away from the situation. Uh. And when you I feel yourself, when I, yeah, if I'm getting if I'm getting pulled into it, and and sometimes I'm a human being. We're all human beings. We can mm-hmm. react, right? Mm-hmm. But for me personally, it's like I know that if I'm in reaction or I'm in fire and I'm just reacting back, then I'm not really coming from a place of understanding. I'm coming from a place of protection, mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to protect my my pride or my ego or my space. Mm-hmm. So in my in that moment, sometimes I do take a step back before I respond. And then when I do that, it comes from a place of love and compassion. Mm-hmm, a and groundedness. Yeah. A centeredness. And, and I ask myself, what does this person need right now? Mm, it's that mm. beautiful reminder again that what they're really wanting is love. It's just a mm. cry for love. We all want the same thing at the end of the day. Absolutely. But you can also still set boundaries at the same time. So how do you set your boundaries, Emil? You got some powerful boundaries, actually. Yeah, you need. You definitely need to have boundaries, and how I set them is um, one: I, I have my values that I'm solid in. Part of my my highest values is assertiveness, and the reason being is because I didn't really have strong boundaries. I used to be a chronic people pleaser. 
Mm. And when I really got that and understanding about being a people pleaser doesn't really serve anybody, I really started to understand how I was just giving my power away because I wanted to, I wanted approval, I wanted acceptance. And through being assertive and understanding that and understanding my worth through my values, mm-hmm. I've started like really executing on saying no to things, speaking up when I feel like it's uh, it's it's not right and if it's not in alignment and justice I'm big on justice so if I find something's not right I will speak up that's so important and that takes mm. so much courage yeah. and practice for those of you listening if you have trouble doing that just know it could it's just an unused muscle yes. so I feel like obviously you weren't always good at that absolutely and now you're not. great at it absolutely not yeah I was terrible at it I hated confrontation I thought confrontation needed to be aggressive and what I realized is that assertiveness doesn't mean that your values are more important than mine it just means that I won't sacrifice mine for yours mm-hmm. so when I do that I understand that I'm like I check in and I'm like does this align with my values and if it doesn't then I simply decline yeah Hmm. and another talking about boundaries if someone was to cross your boundaries this is something that I hear a lot like if someone crossed my boundaries the thing is right is it's it's actually not their fault Hmm. because they're yours in the first place whose boundaries are there they're mine yeah so if the boundaries crossed that's when I get to check in and be like uh, okay what was how was I showing up in such that this is happening, that my boundaries being crossed. So see, you took responsibility in that moment, right now. So the moment I take responsibility, instead of blame, you crossed my boundaries. Yeah. You, I'm you. taking responsibility for what actually happened, then I get to redirect that. Mm-hmm. But if people do cross my boundaries, then I will make it known. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's a huge part, speaking up and doing it in a way, coming from love. Yes, so it doesn't have to be in an aggressive way, like I said. It can just be like, yo, when you said this at this time, I didn't appreciate that. And in the future, that can't happen again. Yeah. And I speak it and I'm clear. And in that moment, and I ask, do you understand? They're like, cool, cool. We had a discussion. I've reiterated my boundary again. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's really just an art. It's something that just takes practice. And it's, again, going right back to the beginning of our conversation, all ties back to responsibility hmm. for real. And being responsible for your own boundaries and your energy. And um, I love it. So, unfortunately, we're at the end. (laughs) We're at the end of the episode. But you've dropped so much knowledge. So, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I feel like this is just absolutely everything that I wanted to talk about and more. So, Mm. you definitely over-delivered. And... I really hope that our listeners were taking notes. And if you didn't, you can always press that replay button and take some notes. And I want to know where can everyone connect with you? A, so let us know, like, are you on Instagram, all the things. And also, are you doing another event soon? And if so, when, where? Give us the deets. Cool. So on Instagram, you can connect with Emil Steenveld. How do you spell that, sir? E-M-I-L-E-S-T-E-E-N-V-E-L-D. So it's all one word together, Emil Steenbeld. And you can DM me there or follow me there. And then also we have our next event in London on September 29 to October 2nd. Did you say you have it in London in, coming up? In London town. Oh my goodness gracious, I am so excited for this. I knew you would be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So wait, say the dates again. September 29 to October 2nd. Got it. Okay, In cool. London, yeah. And where can they go to find out about that? So they can go to www.elevatetribe.net. Elevate Tribe 
dot net. And yes. just in case you didn't catch it, don't worry. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Yep. And Emil, thank you so much for coming on today and thank getting you. real with us and sharing your wisdom. And I just, I appreciate you. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Ashley Hand Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone else who you also think will enjoy it. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on all the future juicy goodness. Also, if you would leave me a rating or review, I so, so appreciate that. It's how I know I'm providing you with value and it inspires me to keep going and giving you guys this awesome free content. Oh, and if you have an Instagram, come hang out with me over there. If you screenshot this episode and tag